0: I'm delighted to welcome Bridget Kimmack, who is designing this term's opera, Charabin, which opens on Thursday the 4th of March at the school's Silk Street Theatre. Um, so, Bridget, hi. This opera by Massenet has hasn't been performed very often, um, only once before in London, and most people won't know what to expect in terms of design. Can you give us a clue what the set will look like and what gave you the idea?
1: Okay, well hello, and um, yes, I, I can give you a clue, I'm not going to give you too much of a clue, <laughs> uh, but it's it's extraordinary that it hasn't been performed more often, because it is absolutely stunning music, it's it's beautiful, it's very romantic, very French, um, and it's the case in designing an opera for me, the first thing I do is I listen to the music, um, often in exclusion of the libretto, I just listen right. and get a sense of the emotional world, if you like, of okay. the piece. Um, and then, of course, I start looking at the story. And not so much what happens in the story, that sort of comes later, but what the story is really about. That sort of um, finding the essence of it, for me, is always okay. a key to to what the design will be. So um, in this case, Cherubin is a young boy. He's 17. Well, he's not that young. But he's on the verge of becoming a man. Yeah. And that's really what the story is and on the surface it appears to be a mm, relatively slight story um but deep down there's a lot more going on um he's he's poised as i say on the brink of manhood (laughs) he his hormones are racing he's 17 he sees women everywhere he loves them all he wants them all and that's that's his you know that's very much his his motivation um from the top of it uh and that's where that's where we start
0: in okay. design.
1: And so what does this production look like? What like? does it look <laughs> like? Well, as as I say, because it is this sense of, of a rite of passage, there are elements of thresholds, uh, thresholds to be crossed, a journey, an inner a sort of inner journey to be taken by the main character. Um, and it also has it has a real quality of Nostalgia about it, the Massenet himself was at 60, 61, when he was working on this opera. So he was an older man, and there's a character in the opera called Le Philosophe, who is the, the guardian or mentor of, of uh, Cherrebert, and it's sort of, through Le Philosophe's eyes, there is this sense of nostalgia for, for his youth, his, his lost youth. Um, and a sense that he's been there, he's done it all before, <laughs> and he's he's sort of trying to guide Cheruban to make the right choices in terms of, I say, how he's going to enter manhood. Okay. Um, so so yes, there's 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 thresholds, there's uh, apertures, uh, sort of views through to the sort of man Cheruban might become, um, and it's it's sort of. It's got a feel of the time in which it was written, although we haven't set it in the period in which it was written. It was, it was, I think the first performance was St. Valentine's Day, 1905? Um, and it, see, I, mean, I start by looking at, at what's going on in the world, the rest of the world, whether it's in architecture, whether it's in um, art, sculpture, painting, early days of photography, early days of psychology. Freud published in 1900 and 1902. And you look at this score, and you well, that's so what's the score. You look at the libretto, and you think, hmm, and the score. You think, hmm, was Massonet aware of what else was going on out there in that, that whole, you know, world of dream interpretation, if you like? Yeah. Um, so so a lot of those elements feed into the design. OK. So it's not, it's not quite as straightforward as, as, as it might be. No, well, I think a lot
0: of people don't really know anything about theatre design it's mm. quite a mysterious world for them so perhaps can you talk us through the process of what your job entails from the moment you're asked to design a show mm. right through to first night
1: yeah okay well I us say when it's an opera I definitely start with music um, and I will do some research, visual research, I say look at imagery. In this case, architecture was quite important, um, although it's a French opera. It's, it's sort of a, a view of Spain, if you like, through, through French eyes. Um, so I looked at uh, people like Gaudi and his very curvaceous, um, organically shaped architecture. That's certainly been a, a, a feature of the design. Um, And at, uh, you know, other visual stimuli, things like uh, Le Lepin Agile, which was the the tavern that Picasso and all his cronies hung out at. And that was, you know, where they they sort of... So that that features. Um, So all those things get gathered together. um, And ideas, you know, I I start to make three-dimensional representations, if you like, of these ideas, looking for how to use the space in the way that's best going to serve the telling of the story because ultimately that's what you're doing. You're, you're supporting the telling of the story. You're not illustrating it. You're not... Well, you're, it's not so much a background. It's, it's a way of facilitating the, the, the storytelling. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where I, I begin. Fairly early on in that process, the director and I, Martin Lloyd-Evans in this case... We'll get together and have a meet and he'll bring his ideas and I'll have all my bits and pieces. Will he usually already have had thoughts about yes. design himself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he'll, he'll have thought about the characters, he'll have thought about where and when this may happen um, or may have happened. Um, and we, we sort of work through from there. And, and it's very much that collaboration that's very exciting because, you know, you, it's fine being on your own and coming up with stuff, but it's once... Once more people get involved, it gets more and more exciting as as the process goes on. So once we've come to a stage where where it's uh, we feel we're happy with with the sort of space from a, a set point of view, um, we I create a white card model box, which is not necessarily white card. It means it's just it's it's a model that is all the elements are there, but it's not necessarily completely finished. There might still be decisions to be made about textures, about colours, about a number of things but that is then presented to the staff and the students here the the production management stage management and we start looking at whether we can afford it indeed <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and various departments the workshops the the scenic painting department um, and wardrobe this this costume drawings as well to be to be looked at whether um, it is within within our means um, sometimes it is sometimes you need to tweak things adjust things um, and and it again becomes another sort of a, a, a problem-solving situation if, if you can't afford something. You know, the whole team's creativity feeds into that then in terms of, well, okay, we need this to happen. How can we make it happen with, with what we've got?
0: Yeah, and is it um, always about any financial restriction that there might be rather than what people are capable of, uh, of it, Yes, it, it,
1: it's that as well. It's time, um, you know, because obviously there's other shows going on as well. So there's, it's workshop time, it's um, health and safety, is also an issue. You know, if if you want if you're working at heights, that needs to be considered and, and how you make that safe for, for the performers. Um, so there's all those things to be taken into consideration at that stage. Okay. Um, and once that's sort of you've you've you know worked your way through all of that, I then produce a finished model, which is as near as possible exactly what will be on stage, just twenty five times smaller okay
0: (laughs) and at that point presumably our students get going Mm -hmm. start creating everything that you've asked them to create Um, and what does your role do from that point on are you
1: more in a supervisory role yeah there's supervisory um, uh, there's there's fittings to be done with, with performers so costumes will have either been hired or in some cases made um and, and you then, you know, get your, your performer, you get your costume, you put the two together and you hope it works. Um, <laughs> there's wig fittings and hair and makeup sort of discussions to be had. Um, and uh, shopping, certainly, for, for costumes and bits of props. And, yeah, liaising. I mean, communication is, is the big thing at that stage in terms of what stage management, for instance, can find if you're looking for a particular prop, what, what they can actually get their hands on, what, you know, what we'll do, what exactly is right for the period, for, the, for what it needs to do on stage. So it's all that communication then for the next however much time until we actually get on stage. Um, and then it's a case of watching and, and just tweaking, making things better, making sure everything's okay, um, and it remains a creative process right up until the end. Yes, That's I was going so to fantastic. say, yeah. I mean, you by mean. the
0: time it's at dress rehearsal stage, there's still some involvement from you. Oh, team. absolutely. I mean,
1: I, I, often it, it you can't change anything drastically once you get to that stage because you don't want to upset performers. You don't want to, you know. And by that stage, you've been involved with all the decisions all the way along, so everything should be right. But occasionally there are things where you go, ooh, actually, wouldn't it be nice if, hmm, do you think we can? And occasionally that, that will happen, something new will come in. But what's fantastic working here is that the, the students and the staff are so enthusiastic and so creative that you feel um, very supported in, in what you're doing and in, in making the thing happen.
0: And so presumably if you ask for something to happen, they know that it's for an important reason.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, And as I say, you know, I've just been down and seen the set for the first time today. Well, the set standing upright and it's just so exciting because it's it's sort of it's there. um, The painters are are working on it now. And yeah, it's lovely. And one thing that
0: um, I think lots of people are confused by is how the role of a designer Interacts with those of the lighting and the sound designers who, I guess at the same time, are busy doing their plans and their ideas. So
1: how does your role interact with theirs? Well, it, hugely. I mean, uh, certainly from a lighting point of view, discussions happen very early on, in the model box stage, in fact, right. um, about about texture for instance and about about colors and about uh, angles and actually where you're putting stuff on stage because obviously lighting needs space to hang their lanterns and to put their booms at the side of the stage and everything else and that can then affect entrances and exits it can affect where bits of scenery are, you know, so it's a, it's a give and take process, um, obviously the set's no good if it's not lit because <laughs> you can't see it so it's, it's, it's fantastic that because again it's, it's another layer of, of the creative process um, and from a sound point of view I mean we're very lucky on this, we've got Finn involved who's a, a video artist who's Finn here, yeah, yeah. He's here uh, as a sort of residency isn't it for the year and he's been involved working with a student for some uh, video projection which is also going to happen in this so, oh. uh, and that's it's I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be lovely. Excellent um,
0: so what are you influenced by where do your ideas come from?
1: Well I think it, for me, it's it's often it's often from sculpture. It's from I mean, theatre is a very or set design is a, is a very three dimensional form. It's not, although although the audience experience it as a picture. It's it's certainly in a proscenium arch theatre, it is a three dimensional space. So sculpture is very important. Architecture, painting, obviously there's a lot of historical references and whatnot that come from from art through the through the ages, um, and that's that tends to be where. You know, I mean, I say that it can also come from going for a walk in the park. You know, it, it, it's amazing where things, you are know, looking at the bus window going, "Ooh, <laughs> 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 that's a good idea. Um, so, yes, uh, they can come from all over uh, and it depends very much on the piece. Yeah. Um, and, and what, again, back to the essence of what the story is and yeah. what the story is you're trying to tell visually. Um, Great.
0: Um, were you worked at Guildhall a few times haven't you over the last few years I've seen your name on quite a few productions Um, is there anything you particularly enjoy about working in the school because obviously I think you get quite a wide spread of interaction with school staff and students don't Mm. you opera singers Orchestral musicians, yeah, absolutely. Technical theatre students in particular, mm. um, and the staff that supervise them. So, how has that been over the last few oh, years? It's
1: Fantastic! It's a fantastic school to work in. It's um, the enthusiasm of the students and and of the staff uh, is is it's just fantastic. It's a fantastic atmosphere. Um, the the professionalism, I think, as well from the students and the the creativity. You know, they they're there to To support the whole piece you know I don't I don't feel it's it's yes it, it starts as being my design but it's very much you know it's all of us who've made it happen and I feel very yeah very fortunate to have you know such a supportive group of students and such a supportive staff helping yeah. the students um, oh that's fantastic well thank you so much for speaking to us Bridget pleasure. Good luck
0: with the uh, final tech rehearsals and (laughs) things. Thank you. Um, And we look forward to seeing Cheruban, which opens on Thursday, 4th of March. Thank you. Great, thanks.